0: Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's Soul Diving Sunday show with Shelley Wizen. Uh, you know, she is the ultimate soul diving guide. She is the founder and CEO of the Soul Diving Institute, which is established to study and teach the art and science of being human. That word being is important because we're going to talk about conscious communication today and being is part of that. Uh, We've talked about the three B's with her in the past, and we're going to talk more about that today. But I also want you to know that Shelly is a transformational life coach, and I encourage you to go to her website, ShellyWizen.com, to learn more about her programs um, because when it comes to communication, sometimes even our own self-communication, how do we talk to ourselves? Um, and if we're not talking to ourselves real nice, we may not be talking real nice to the people around us or vice versa. Uh, Shelley is also the author of What Do You Bring to the Table? A Savory, Sensory, and Inspirational Guide to Living a Yummy, Delicious Life. She's also the author of The Healing Journal and The Story of the Magical Baby Grand Piano. I love grand piano music. Mm. Oh, I like to hear that. So how are you, Miss Shelley? I'm good. Thank you. I'm, tr- I'm doing my best to stay cool. Because- <laughs> well, we're in Arkansas and in, in, you know, it's, it is warm, but I'll tell you what, in the morning, you wake up and you have these beautiful rose mallow plants that open up these sunrises mm-hmm. and I got a donkey to hang out with and two farm oh. dogs. So like <laughs> life is good and communication is key. The yeah. donkey will tell you. When it is five o'clock on the dock because it is time for like his treat and next right. bale of hay. Right, so, right, right. Communication, um, just with the animals, is kind of an interesting thing, but I like that we're talking about communication. Do you agree with me about if we're not talking nice to ourselves, we're not, not talking nice to others or faking it, maybe?
1: Well, it, 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 that's an interesting di- a dilemma and dichotomy because sometimes we talk nicer to other people than we do ourselves
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we're kinder to other people than we are to ourselves. Hmm. And uh, but when you do want to communicate with somebody, it's really important to stay conscious about it because what's your intention, you know, um, teaching the twilight brigade, which is an end of life training to teaching people how to sit with veterans who are dying.
0: Hmm.
1: We teach them an exercise and it's an active listening exercise. And the first, there are two rounds to it. And the first one, you ask them what their, um, where they were born, what, you know, their heritage, da, 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 all the factual stuff. And the second time, and then you actually express it to the group. You tell them what your partner is. So you give them information about your partner that you just Gain the second time we have people open their hearts and we ask them questions through a different lens, and that's active listening. It's really listening and paying attention to sometimes nuances that they're saying that we're not aware of, and Mm. really supporting a hundred percent being genuinely interested in that other human being, especially the one who's dying, because it's Mm. not about you in that moment, it's about them. Right. Conscious communication is a way to be present with ourselves and with each other so that we can actually hear what the other person is meaning, not just saying, Hmm. but meaning. I, I want to go. You've got a great article and everybody, it's up on
0: blendradio and tv.com right now, but everything like Shelly's website and and the article are in the show notes. So you can link through from there. And you talk about there's a power of conscious communication and how it builds deeper connections. And you talk about some of the benefits of this. Um one is building trust. There's conflict resolution. Ooh that's important and enhanced understanding so you know you were just talking about that enhanced understanding right. but conf- conflict resolution ooh um that can that's a huge deal because that can maybe save a relationship you know in in a business relationship a personal relationship a family relationship
1: you know what i mean mm-hmm. exactly the thing that we all have in common we all have in common is that we're human. We have that in common, regardless of the role we play, regardless if it's family, friends, or professional, because we all are human. And Mm -hmm. we each have our own human experiences and we each react or respond depending on what filters we use when we're hearing something. Right. We all have wounds, let's say, then those filters are going to come up. And if somebody hits those wounds by what they're saying, even in how they're saying what they're saying, the tone they use in their voice. So when we allow and hold the space for each other to have our human experiences without judgment, Then we're able to hear it in an objective way instead of a a way, a a place where we're imposing our ideas Mm -hmm. upon what they're saying. And thus the conflict resolution, allowing each person to say what they say, feel what they feel and see what they see in the way that they see it and Mm. go and bring curiosity into it. Mm. That's interesting that you would look at it that way or feel that way. Tell me Hmm. more about that. And then you're validating Hmm. each other's experience of whatever it is you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And what about the um,
0: person who talks over the other person? You know, because that's a big deal. I know Nancy and I do it and we're a mother daughter. So we, we drive each other nuts and then we have to sit there and say, okay, sip on your wine while I talk. And then the other one gets to sip on their wine. And when the one person's talking, no wine sipping. We've learned this from some psychologists. They they wrote a book about this stuff and we're like, they said they wrote about marriage and they're like, no, they have their big, you know, sit down conversations over happy are not getting drunk or, you know, I mean, right, it, right, right. Yes, yeah. because you're sipping. And so don't interrupt. Allow that to be or hold a rain stick or something like that. We've had that where we've had to learn to, OK, pass the baton. And when you're holding the baton, your duty is to listen and process and active listening is something you talked about in your article versus talk over because even if you think you know what that person's saying, like that's really rude.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. What's well, so? And we now, all do it. We all we do gotta, it in some form, right? I'm do. I just almost did it again. <laughs> oh come on! I'll, no, I
0: do it. I mean, hey, we run podcasts, and I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it.
1: Part of it is engaging. We're yeah. excited to speak to each other. So we're eager to share whatever it is that we have to share. Sometimes it depends on who, it com- who it's coming from. Um, mm. so I don't know if you've ever spoken to a narcissist, but a narcissist will do that a lot and then really be angry if you interrupt them. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we all have our own (laughs) perspectives (laughs) and our own ways of doing it. And sometimes we're eager to share and contribute. Sometimes we're not even hearing the other person. We're just eager to share and contribute and we're dismissing what the other person is saying. That's what conscious communication is all about, to be aware of, to read the nuances, to read What's going on when you're communicating with somebody, so that you're not exactly. just monopolizing the conversation and it's a one-way thing, and you don't even need somebody to talk. And one and actually
0: meant. And a lot of times, people like that don't mean it. They're right. just, "Oh, I know. You know, I'm like that too." Oh, you're going to Arizona? Oh, I'll tell you where to go. Yeah, know, exactly. You know. And you then as want- you'll go, I'll tell you where to go if I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But 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 this but. There is, I mean, communication is such a, it's everything. It is everything. And I think like what you said, we're all human, come from that place. We don't, we're not perfect. And I think that's the first thing of it. None of us are perfect, but being conscious. um, I want to just go back to the three B's because can you just give an overview of that again for new listeners?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing about the three B's is, okay, the three B's are believing, Behaving, becoming. Believing is the basis for every single thing we do in life. What it is we believe in. What do we hold true as those beliefs we carry with us in our life? And they determine how we behave, Mm -hmm. which is the second B. So believing leads into how we behave. And so according to how we behave, When we're conscious of the words we use, and you know I'm a big word catcher, Mm -hmm. of the tone we use, tone sometimes outweighs the words. Tone is an underlying energy Mm. that colors the words that we're using depending on what we want to color them with. Mm. You know, I have a, I did a workshop a long time ago and we use different glasses, different shapes and sizes and fun glasses. And it's like, if you want to put the lens of anger on, everything that comes out of your mouth will come with that tint to it. It'll have the tint and it'll carry the tone of judgment. When we carry Mm -hmm. judgment, when somebody's speaking, we, we carry a tone when we, um, Respond or, or react to something. React is usually something that's triggered us and we're reacting to it rather than responding. And it's kind of a left brain, right brain thing, right brain, left brain thing. So what's when we're conscious of the words we use, the tones we use and how we present ourselves and what we're doing, then that determines who we become, what kind of human being we become. Are we mm. a kind human being? Are we a patient human being? What kind of human being are we? Are we a human being that cares about the highest and greatest good? Or are we a human being that cares only about ourselves and greed? And, you know, that kind of Dang, thing. Do
0: we have to write that down in a journal somewhere? Like, exactly. I'm like all about me. It's right. me all the way. Like this is, Well, what I find very interesting about what you're saying is it is almost like an art form. Yeah. Right? It's a, it goes to the art of living, right? Yeah. And in what you're talking about colors and things like that, it's like an artist palette. Yeah. Um, even, you know, there's a the whole psychology of music and art that go hand in hand. Um, you know, the color red, right? Like your red, the red that you're wearing right now is not an anger red. It's a different, it's a deeper tone, yet still bright and cheery. It's more of a, Hey, I am confident red. Now there's different reds. Like I'm all about blood and out to get you. And there's, you know what I mean? So different shades. I mean, even when you look at how you decorate your house, right? The colors that you put in your room affect your attitude. So it is really true about how we speak, how we do. If we think about like, don't rush the reaction thing. I, I'm terrible. Like if someone, it, it, I get to a point, I'm like, screw, screw you back. You know, then I go like, I need to calm the heck down and, and not. Be in that zone. It's really hard if someone's always pissed you off (laughs) and eventually, (laughs) like, screw you. But that doesn't actually do anything. But make a situation when you talk about conflict resolution where we were, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't help anything. It doesn't make anything better. And if we communicate and take that deep breath before and do what you're saying, respond, we don't have to be in a hurry to respond.
1: Right. We don't. We're not driving a car. Right. The word responsible is made up of words. Response, able. Mm. When we take responsibility for our responses or the way in which we say things, we own our part, then we become responsive, Mm -hmm. not reactive. Because reactive means somebody's doing something to you and you're reacting to it rather than coming from your own heart and coming from yourself and assessing and weighing and allowing. When we allow somebody to have their experience without judgment, that's Mm. the key. Then Mm. we are able to accept them as, oh, a fellow human being who has judgment, who has this. I mean, when was the last time somebody said to you, God, you know what? It's so interesting. Right now, I'm feeling judgment. I want to judge the hell out of you right now. I want to blame you for how I feel. I want to do the. is Isn't that interesting? If we could even talk like that. And no, people all, just normally go, you suck. Yeah. The, the, well, you start that finger pointing this business. You start blaming mm-hmm. the other for how we feel because as i've said before we give them the remote control over the mm-hmm. way we feel then we get to blame them well cause-
0: actually I, you know because i read your article before you know got yeah. all prepared i just had a correspondence with someone who you know wants us to do something and i'm, I'm just gonna obviously they want to be on a show and all this kind of stuff and they didn't follow through on things and then they keep emailing over and over about this can you have this can I said, you know, weeks ago, I answered this and you haven't followed through. Oh, well, can we do this without that? I'm like, no, 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 we don't. We, we don't put anything on our shows. We don't promote products. We don't do anything like that unless we know about them. Yeah. I would never promote a product uh, or a hotel or anything unless we've done it ever. We have an integrity right. line and that's right. that. And then, like, Can't you just do the thing? I'm like, no. So I emailed and I said, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time with this correspondence. You've dropped the ball, but you keep sending me the same ask, but not corresponding with my initial. And then they found the pro And I said, I can't. You're asking me to do more work for you, which I cannot do. You're not paying. You're not, you know, I didn't go too far. But very simply in one email going, this is not happening in a very polite way. Everything's resolved. But it normally I just... They were actually lucky that I even answered, let's put it this way, and for me to be nice about it instead of going, you know what, we're done with this. You right. know, um, you suck. I didn't do the you suck letter. I, I do like to do those. Nancy's good at them, too, if you really need to. There's mm-hmm. a point in our country where we, our customer service is so bad that they actually drive people to insanity land if you can't get things done, <laughs> and you do the you suck letters, That's and you end up... And social media and all of that, you start going, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to put it on social media. And I'm like, you know what? I got a magazine. I'll put a full page out of my own magazine about you. And I haven't, you know, but our company culture needs to change. When we talk about communication, I would like to, we're going to have to do a whole other episode on this. Oh, communication. This is is a whole other segment. But this is is interpersonal. But, I mean, I just answered really nicely and said, look, you know, hello. Because actually, it was kind of rude what they were doing. They didn't realize it, but I just kind of brought it to the table very nicely and politely, like how you said in your article, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Just saying, I didn't well, give them the reactionary finger. Well, I behaved.
1: That's the key. In, in the relationship coaching that I do, um, I work with people's attitudes and the way they react to their partner in a relationship. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that we do is we work on their attitude, not the way the other person is, because Mm -hmm. we can't do anything about that other person unless they come to the table and want to do something about that. Right. So we need to work on our own self and how we react. I mean, what you did and that whole thing, if you look at lessons that are given to us to learn, that was a lesson given to you as a gift for you to learn. How do you curb your appetite on impatience? And how do you curb your appetite on just wine. somebody? With wine. No, hey, with wine. You did. Yeah. I'm kidding. But no, yeah. No, you know, and so it was a beautiful opportunity for you to have um, a learning opportunity for you to have about yourself. Mm-hmm. how do you handle yourself in different situations and what is the outcome you want to have certainly you could have written that person off and said f you and whatever and said you know what or not
0: They're, even told them and just ignored not them. Even just played Google ghosting them. or whatever they call it these days we Do
1: that too in our society which is i mean but it, then they don't have a learning because i could see this was a chain right. of
0: command got broken and right. the owner had no idea what was going on so i kind of like hello nicely politely pointed out why why they're not getting anywhere
1: right and right.
0: suddenly they got somewhere and you know Makes hopefully sense. it'll all work out because it's worked out in the past that's see?
1: conscious communication <gasps> actually, it's all because of your article which thank nobody you has even read yet so it's perfect yes. it's working through osmosis
0: see i know it's out there now everybody it's out but there now, somewhere it's out there now we just all everything's up but But this is the thing. I think if we're such a fast paced communicators, like now fast paced society becomes fast paced communication, texting. I mean, I'm the worst at texting. I have typos all through my text and it's, I do have fat fingers,
1: but at the end of the day, I could read my text before I click send. Right. 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 Well, yeah, but we usually don't do that because we want everything fast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Guess send. you know, Oopsie. Yeah, oopsie. I'm and to I'm to
0: blame for that. Um, no. So I, I apologize to everybody on the other side of my text messages. But that's the thing, and and so a lot of frustration is caused. So there's a reaction of the person taking the information that gets reactionary, and the person sending the information not being clear and you know being reactionary themselves of a situation, maybe even
1: the minute huh. you become defensive. When we feel defensive, it means that that we feel out of sorts, out of alignment, and we're no longer coming from our heart. We come from our head Mm. because we want to justify whatever it was that the other person's either upset about or accusing us of or that's
0: reactionary again. So you could have two reactionary people going at it.
1: And it goes like this minute. Uh, Have you ever been in a conversation with somebody that starts out so innocent within like five minutes? The thing is escalated to. Oh, yeah, yeah. I what, nobody's talking. Yeah. To each other yes, about-
0: I've, I've done. I went through that Um, last year on a. In a situation of an animal that got killed on a farm. And I'm just trying to be, keep everybody, you know. It, it's you know, personal stuff, but anyway, so a chicken got killed on a farm and, um, I was taking care of the farm, Nancy and I, and, and we, you know, it had nothing to do with this. I mean, these coyotes and things like that come in, it's are right. free range. This stuff happens. The next door neighbor, like wanted to start telling us what to do. And like, we don't do anything until the homeowner's home and all of this stuff. And I'm like, and you've had COVID and, um, I don't want to be around you and you're not going to be around my mom. You're not going to be around the employees on the farm you're not you need to be away right. and then she just carried on and on and she was blowing up my phone like non-stop and I said I'm sorry I'm not doing anything until I talk to the owners they're in Italy this is not happening and she just kept going I, and I said okay let me just remind you I can't do anything right now and she keeps going so I, I eventually just stopped it's now late right The next day here it starts and then next thing you know everybody's on the phone together and here it starts and I'm just sitting there going, "This is insane." And eventually, I had to just be the calm one. Meantime, everything in me wants to tell them everybody where to go because right. uh, we don't have to be here. We right. do not need to be here and be in this right. situation. We right. can we can go on our merry way at any time. Right. And so I had to be very polite, much to Nancy's happiness. She's like, "Okay," but I, you know, and and say, excuse me, we don't need this, None. nobody's getting anywhere ahead, can we now stop, let them talk, that other woman just kept going and going, emails, had, and I had to just politely say, this is about being professional, please handle this, this, you need to tell this person to stop, if you want us to continue our thing, and you need, everybody, we ended up getting a bottle of wine and chocolates, and I was polite, <laughs> that's all, I, that's the end of it. So I hope none of them are listening to this, but, um, that's the truth. Um, we had to get, we had, and I was not mean, I did not lose it. And you want to, you,
1: you do certainly to. do. There, there's a, And yeah. you do,
0: there's a way, you know, you can go around. Yeah. You can go say your, your, you know, words later and not be in front of anyone and whatever and giggle about it or whatever. But in that moment to move forward and keep your eye on the goal of what is your goal, um,
1: that. That was that was pretty heated too. Right. And it's easy to get there. It's easy to lose it. I'm not I'm pissed off that. all over again. <laughs> I mean, I know. I, I remember when I was married, I was having an oh. argument with my then husband and I was screaming at him. I was so mad at him. I was so mad. I was screaming, he's taller than me. I was screaming and I and I heard two two snaps in my neck and herniated my own self. And I would, I, C5 and C6 were out of a line. I was in such excruciating pain. I couldn't even sit up and it was affecting my whole gallbladder system. That's there not people. cool. No. So it's important for us, whoever, to me. Whoever, and then you're madder at him at that moment, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't really, yeah. I heard something snap. I went to bed I, I didn't stop right. It didn't happen. The next morning when I woke up, I was in excruciating. I was being electrocuted the whole That's time. That's not cool. Yeah. So it's up to us to keep our cool. It's up to us to stay conscious of what the situation is and stay in our center and stay where the eye of the storm. Don't, don't point the finger out because the minute you do, the tornado is going to pull you right in. And you're gonna and don't get... panic if there's a real storm, it doesn't help. Right, that's true too. But sometimes we listen, we're human and we're apt to blow the whistle, we're apt to you know have enough, we're apt to draw the line and say that's it. It just depends on how we do that. And I say whoever's more conscious in the moment, then it's their responsibility to keep the center going so that you can pull somebody else into that center instead of you being pulled into their, into their chaos. Yeah. yeah. So, it,
0: it, you know, it's like when I think about how things can escalate, right. It takes like, right. I'm one of those people. I'll just swallow it and swallow it and swallow. And then one day when I get mad, right. You want to hear screaming. I'm the loudest, the whole neighbor. I don't care if I'm in a farm in the middle of nowhere. Everyone in the city will hear. I'm loud. right. right. They're going to hear it. Yeah. But, because if you, so you have to, in some way, in conscious communication, like what you're talking about, be cool, be cool. But how do you process that side of it where eventually, so you, if you're in a situation that you're, it's, you know, it's still boiling in there somewhere that this person keeps react, you've got to make a change. You can't sit in that same tank
1: mm-hmm. and let
0: people put poison into the tank.
1: Definitely. So not
0: you, you've got to still take conscious action
1: yeah of change right positive change if somebody's coming at you coming at you coming at you your choice is to either stay there and let it come at you or just turn around and go and walk out yeah you exactly to stay in the room when somebody's spinning like that Do you we know what's
0: really interesting we were just having this uh, Ward Heinrichs attorney San Diego attorney Ward Heinrichs was on our show and there's actually a bill a legislative bill in California right now employment law bill that if your boss starts spouting political or religious things to you and you as an employee don't want to hear it, you are legally allowed to turn around and walk away. Not comment because I was asking, well, don't you want to, you know, I, I had your article I'm like, don't you want to say, well, screw you. I don't believe this or whatever. And he's like, well, now that gets weird. But an employee can just if someone starts spouting off, you must believe this, you, they can legally turn around, walk away And legally not get fired. And if they do, they can get that is now going against the law. This is a bill pending, so it's not happening. We don't know until after October. Um, So, isn't that interesting?
1: Very interesting.
0: They listen to you. Yes. (laughs) They put it out there.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. Well, what it does, conscious communication keeps us conscious in the moment. It's able, we're Mm -hmm. able. To express ourselves in an honest, authentic way. And when we are authentic, the subject matter has a different flavor than if we just mm. want to make a point and we don't care about what the other person is saying and we just want to blast somebody with our opinion. And that's not being conscious. That's not even taking into consideration who you're talking to. And mm. so it's important for us as human beings to feel safe enough to express ourselves number 1 and to feel um open enough to be vulnerable mm. i mean it's an interesting dichotomy between um expressing oneself and being vulnerable and and um having somebody else take what it is that you're saying without judging so it's so the trust has to be in there Trust has to be in there, but you need to trust yourself. Mm. Okay. When you trust yourself, your instincts about the other person are going to kick in okay. because you're trusting yourself with your instincts about that other person. Mm. So it's, it's a way to, um, uh, encourage other people to be who they are and say what they feel. That judgment or self-criticism, that's a whole other part of it. When we mm. criticize, and uh, you know, it's it's a whole and blame other, and blame. Well, but
0: in in in, you do have to have conversations like with a partner where you talk about active listening. And so, if someone's going to really sit and listen to, maybe like tell somebody, "Hey, I don't like you doing this and this." This is you talk about using I, so that it's. That's an interesting thing to me of the communication part. So you want someone to be an active listener and you've got to be an active listener to make all of this work. So to make this happen, say they're, you know, a couple, right? And maybe the guy keeps leaving the toilet seat up. I, let's come on. Let's, let's do the typical thing. Right. And, you know, eventually she's like, damn it. Put the toilet seat down, clean your sprinkles, you know. And he's like, you know, well, why don't you put it up? You know, whatever. How do someone has to cut, say, okay, let's, let's just talk about this. You know, okay. let's come to the table. Where do we go from there?
1: Okay. So here's the way I look at that. It's important to come from the eye. What is your experience in whatever it is you're experiencing? When we start using the word you this, you that, mm. you this, that, what are we doing? We're blaming. We're doing finger pointitis. We have that disease where we don't want to take responsibility. Even and if you do this, even it doesn't really matter anymore about what your hand is. Right. It's whatever. Yeah. Your body yeah. says it. That's right. So to stop the blame and to encourage conscious communication, what we get to do is we get to come from the I perspective. Maybe it's, you know, my, I just want to share with you that my experience of you, of leaving the toilet seat up, my experience, I feel yucky, I don't like it, when somebody wants to come into my bathroom, it makes me feel yucky, I don't like it, so, you know, if you can remember to put the seat down for everybody, you know, there's more than one person in in this, and yes, we keep the seat down, because we're women, you know, And I don't know if you've been to bachelor houses or bachelor apartments or anything like that. I don't know if they keep the toilet seat up all the time. I don't know. I mean, I've not, you know, really paid attention to that. But the point is, regardless of the toilet seat, my experience of when you yell and scream, my experience is I shut down. I don't want to communicate with you. I don't want to be intimate with you because it scares me. It touches a wound in me, and this may not have anything to do with you, but when when this happens, I feel scared. I go back into my little girlhood where my mom used to yell at me, and it makes me feel I'm going to get in trouble, so it triggers something in me when this happens, it triggers something in me, mm-hmm. and if somebody's doing something to irritate you and like um if they're constantly interrupting you and they're not really listening, they're dismissing what you're saying. I feel dismissed. I want to have a healthy communication with you and relationship with you, but I feel dismissed in our conversations. I don't feel heard. I don't feel heard. So what you're doing is you're taking responsibility for your response and reaction and feelings towards something. And yet you're, you're not blaming, but you're pointing out that maybe they can do something a little different or maybe you need to do something a little different because it's, you're the one who's being bothered by it. I, right. it, but it's up for discussion. Hey, I've fallen into
0: a toilet over that. So anyway, really <laughs> yeah. it's, it's happened when you think, when you think there's a seat and then you just automatically sit down. Right, exactly. and, yeah. Anyway. Um, right. Yeah. you <laughs> can't. So I would go, Hey, I fell in. Thank you. Right.
1: There you go. I had an experience on where I fell in, okay? So yeah, that was that was years years ago. ago. I mean mean, teen
0: teen teen years, you know. (laughs) But um yeah, yeah, teen years of shenanigans. But I think yeah, it's really important about and maybe would you write something down before you told someone so you could get get whatever you want to, you know what I mean, get to the point, maybe really think about it, don't just yeah, you know, half ass it.
1: I would write something down. Uh if you're not sure of how to approach somebody, I would write it down, at least get it out of you first so that the charge of whatever is going on is gone. It's not in there so much. When we write it or we speak it, we let go of the charge, the energetic charge to the feeling that we have. And then then it kind of subsides it. It's like a um what do you call it? The pressure cook. Mm -hmm. When you just touch the top of the pressure cooker, the steam gently comes out of it. And so that's what happens to us when we let it out a little bit at a time, or we write it out. Sometimes we need to write out all the anger. I mean, I remember writing, doing an exercise with a mentor I had, and I had to write a letter to my mother. Well, oh my God, I blasted her in that letter. She she had passed away, but I blasted her in that letter because I was so angry. I still had so many feelings from my childhood that were just so confusing, but filled with anger. Mm. And that I just blasted her. And then as I'm writing and as I'm writing, I'm starting to write, I find myself starting to write. I, I wish you were softer and I wish this and I wish that, and I wish we mm. had a better understanding and a better communication when two people are conscious, it's it's just the most like what we're doing right now. This Mm -hmm. is conscious communication. We're exploring what communication is, we're exploring what consciousness is. We're we're diving into the meat of being human. What makes us up and what how do we handle it and what are the gifts we have and and how, how, what are we going to do with those gifts? And
0: well, how- I think a lot of this is stress too. I think communication, like I said, it's almost like we're like fast food communicators, you know, it's like drive through, drive by, bam, bam, bam. And, and I'm seeing this in a lot of correspondence. So I definitely want to do a business show on correspondence definitely. because I know and I, I'm guilty of it. Like mm-hmm. how, you know, where people just the drive through, not really thinking. About what was said to them in an email or, you know, customer service card. Oh my God, the communication and cut don't. I'm, see, I'm already reactionary. I'm pissed off all over again about purchasing my computer. I can't help it. No, but anyway, you know what I mean? Those yeah. things where you can, you can take a, yeah, I mean, you can ruin your business over it. You can ruin personal business relationships. Things can, Things could be so much better. if you, When you're talking about I wish, I wish, I wish, it's almost write that first in a way. I wish, I wish, and now let's see where it's not. But I think if our stress levels are so high, we become reactionary because of the stress. So we have to kind of cut the stress first, like you're saying, so write it down. Um, Because that's what I see people being just so, they're stressed out. So everything's fast. Not conscious. You can be fast and conscious. I mean, I've been through world emergencies, wildfires, hurricanes, all of that kind of stuff. Right. A ton. Yeah. And you've got to think of your feet and you do have to be fast. What you cannot do is be reactionary. You have to think right there and then, what is your escape? How are we going to do it? And then when people start the reactionary stuff, you can't just go slap them across the face like in the movies. You can't just shake them eventually you might have to but you go come on snap out of it we have a plan and this is what you need to do to get as soon as people have some if they take action they snap out of that reactionary mode what you don't want is the reactionary to take action in a violent way and that can happen in relationships a lot of times that can happen with people i know people that have gone through it and i'm like dude you're the coolest people how did you let this how did you let this get to that Right. You know, brothers do it. Brothers beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. Brothers and fathers. So Marvin Gaye's dad. I mean, Marvin Gaye died with his because of his father shot him, killed him. He eventually turned around. His father was so cruel to him, turned around. All, I think he smacked him or something back. He just had enough snapped, hit him. And his dad shot him and went to jail. And Marvin Gaye no longer. I mean, she, that sucks. You don't want to be that. It doesn't. And Marvin Gaye is not necessarily an abusive human being. Right, He just had enough.
1: Right, right.
0: Look at road rage. That happens. Oh, my like, God. Just that, like that. And it t- they, take, they take away the fun of giving people the bird. We can't give the bird anymore because they'll chase you down and shoot you. Right. You know, come on. The
1: bird was fun. Right. And the other thing I wanted to mention, what you were talking about, is everything is so fast paced. And, and everything is shrinking. Words are shrinking. We have abbreviations for almost every single word now, especially in text, you know? And uh, now it's uh, thanks for the convo, you know, conversation. Yeah. They don't even say conversation. They take any th- more than two syllable words and bring it down to one syllable. And then we have to Google what the hell yeah. they meant. Exactly, exactly. So there's so many there were so many um abbreviations. There was something I don't I didn't even know. Well that. I
0: know an eggplant will never be an eggplant an again. Eggplant? Sorry, I had to do or that.
1: Peaches or
0: peach. No, can't, yeah, no, you can't I mean this it's it's, get it. it, it's, it's them, like going them, we're back to the Rosetta stone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We can
1: use emojis for the Rosetta Stone.
0: That's so funny. I know. Maybe that's yeah. how politicians just start oh going in emojis from now on. You know, I, I I really think though this this fast thing that we're talking about it's when it's so fast. I understand sometimes you there's a communication that can be like that back and forth, a good friend and it's friendly, and you make sure to put a smile. I always put smiley faces when I'm letting people know. If, don't think. Whatever I'm saying, I'm making sure that you know that I'm not being negative. You know what I mean? If something is strong or something and it's my quick way of saying, hey, letting you know, Uh, this is a smiley situation, not like, you know, you suck. Because email can get people into hissy fits. Yes,
1: that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just have to remember if we can make a commitment to ourselves. And I took a workshop about it was called um, Celebrating Men understanding women Hmm. and we had to go in there and they and and she said um it was very important to uh, make a commitment that this was not a man bashing um seminar this was a human Way of understanding the differences between men and women. And we had, to, and in fact, there was another workshop I did years ago where we had to make the commitment never to attack another human being again. Never to attack. And so, like boy, in words, in words, right? Of course. Yeah. So that really makes you super duper conscious. Of what is an attack even? I mean, we had to first write all these different ways that people attacked us or that people attack. And what were the ways we attacked back? Oh, yeah. Especially women on women.
0: Oh, communication between women. That's a whole other show because we should be lifting each other up. And then the cattiness comes in over one thing, you know? That's interesting about the course you do because I know a a male can come into a situation with a lot of women and some women will remain strong and doing what they're doing. And then that guy can totally get all the women on his side and he's not, do you know what I mean? And they'll go against the other women that were doing what they all came to do. Mm -hmm. I see that in organizations and it can happen with another woman too. I'm not saying it's just men, but, um, Oh, this is really interesting. We're yeah. never going to be done on
1: this topic. No, it's good. It's growing. I have another okay. one
0: from this oh, one. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Another topic. I'll do that in September, but it's kind of taking the conscious communication and bringing it into time, money, and freedom. That other topic that we talked about, and that's a very interesting approach to all of that as well. So the most important thing that I know I got and I get from from this lesson here is um, practicing mindfulness. These are ways that we can stay conscious of our communicating, right? So what does that mean? It means being in the moment, being grateful, bring an attitude of gratitude to life, being grateful, come from your heart, not from your ego. When the ego wants to talk and wants to Mm -hmm. be right, then we can discern what that is and how that sounds and go, huh, do I really want to say this? that I want to say this to somebody? Do I really want to say it? Why do I want to say it? Am I saying it to hurt somebody, to get somebody back? So, I mean, why am I saying what I'm going to say? Is it a kind thing? You know, really question yourself why we say the things we say and to whom. And hmm. um, when we're aware of our thoughts and we're aware of our emotions and and we're aware of our reactions during conversation, so it's becoming aware that whole mindfulness thing, and it helps us to respond consciously rather than mm. react impulsively mm. and so the second thing is the act of listening when you're really interested and this what i just this is so important to be genuinely interested in the other human being if you're not you're gonna you're gonna just not even hear half the stuff that they're trying to yeah. tell them. so it's really important to give them your full attention to let them know you're listening like you're nodding your head i i yeah. feel that you're listening oh
0: wait no i'm i'm doing this on my phone exactly. right now
1: exactly i'm
0: listening to you but i'm playing a game on exactly. my phone while i'm listening
1: exactly
0: i'm multitasking you
1: exactly exactly and we do do that we all have done that you know?
0: yeah
1: and um And then to get more out of that person, you ask clarifying questions, like, what was it about? You don't ask yes or no questions. That's called a closed-ended question. You ask an open-ended question, which is, so tell me, how was your childhood? You know, what what was it like growing up in Ohio or wherever, Mm -hmm. you know, the person is from? And then the other thing is to bring empathy and understanding into the equation. So that you can feel what the other person is expressing. And there's a level of understanding where you can validate them by Mm -hmm. saying it's understandable. You would feel that way or you would experience that, especially coming from where you came from. So you're you're relating to the different things they're saying. You're saying it back. They feel heard. They feel seen. And therefore you start engaging in that mm-hmm. conversation and, and the nonviolent communication is when we remember to use I statements, I feel this, um, I'm thinking this, without blaming or attacking other people. And mm. that leads us to finding those solutions instead of the problems. It's when we focus on the problems that the problems get bigger, instead of focusing on the solution of the problem. Ooh. I love that. That's the perfect way to close this
0: awesome conversation. And we're going to have now we know what we're doing next month, right? (laughs) We're going to continue on. I love it. I love it, Shelley. Thank you so much, everyone. Again, keep up with Shelly at ShellyWizzen.com. She's got amazing courses. And one of the best ones um, is Creating a Yummy Delicious Life. You can find out all about it at ShellyWizzen.com because she wants you to say yummy delicious. So if you're pissed off and wanting to be reactionary with someone, just say yummy delicious and it'll get you right back. Isn't that right, Shelly?
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Well, Shelly is here every first Sunday because she wants to make sure you start your month off really well. Um so that you have a yummy, delicious August, right? Exactly. (laughs) That's it. Thank you so much. Keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you, Shelley.
1: Thank you so much, Lisa.